Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. Welcome to the Entree Architect Studio. Hi, my name is Mark Arlapage, and you are listening to Entree Architect Podcast, where every Friday, I speak with inspiring, passionate people who share their knowledge and expertise all to help you build a better business as a small firm entrepreneur architect. Entree Architect Studio is a series of special bonus episodes where I invite inspiring, passionate people to share their knowledge and information about the building products and the services to help you build better buildings. I'm glad you're here. Let's go see who's joining us today at the Entree Architect Studio. And one more quick note before we get started. This episode was recorded live at AIA Conference in Chicago at the RCAT booth under the Big Red A. So please enjoy the background noise as an added feature to this episode. Let's get to it. So who are you and what do you do? My name is Alex Brown. I'm with the Volcraft, which is a division of Newcore Steel. Uh, my title is Product Champion. which is I kind love of, that title. It's like a like, superhero that, title. That's my thought, too. I love, I love that. I got a business card that says Champion on it. You huh. can't beat it. Uh, but my background is sales and engineering. Uh, I've been doing that for about nine years at Volcraft. Yep. And uh, this is kind of a recent transition for me personally within the company. That's uh, more of a training role, kind of internal education and uh, just kind of business development. It, it's sort of an ombudsman sort of role. So yeah. it's been a lot of fun. What did you do before that? Uh, I was hired right out of school. Oh, okay. Um, so it's actually a little bit of a funny story. Uh, so my, my sales manager who hired me into my, my sales role, I met him in one of my college classes my last year of school. 
uh, going for a civil engineering degree at Illinois Institute of Technology, construction management classes. And he comes in as like a guest lecturer on joist and deck. He's going to tell us you know, what this side of the industry is like. I happen to be wearing a White Sox shirt that night. He's a huge fan. We're here in Chicago. So that catches his eye. He hires me as an intern. And then as I graduated that summer, hired full time. And that's been my journey you know, for, for a while now. Yeah, very been- interesting. So when you went into school, where, what was your plan on what you were going to do? Because you probably are not doing what you had planned to do. It, that's fair. Yeah, I thought I'd be in transportation. Like I, traffic management sounded fun. You yeah. Know? Let, let's let's time some some stoplights. You know, let's get things free flowing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then yeah, the construction side I kind of fell into that, and then I fell into you know, the steel side of construction, and it, it's such a bigger world than I ever thought it would be. Yeah. Uh, certainly bigger than anything I learned in school, and just seeing all the different steel products that are out there, the solutions that are available, and just the different ways to make a building. Um, there's so much that goes into it, and that's been really cool to yeah. you know, get educated and familiar with. Very cool. So so talk big picture, Nucor. What's Nucor? And then we'll work our way back down to, to Volcraft. Yeah, Nucor, North America's largest steel producer, uh, largest recycler as a result. So a huge, huge uh, company, 29,000 employees, uh, Fortune 100, huge company that manufactures or supplies pretty much any steel shape or steel product you can think of. So we've got mills that are pumping out beams, rebar, angle to, uh, on my side, the Volcraft side, we're taking a lot of that same product, the rebar, or uh, the, the angle and rod, building joist out of it. We're taking the flat coil, turning it into metal deck uh, with like a corrugated pattern, pre-engineered metal buildings. Uh, so right, if it's steel, it's, it's new core. Probably. We've got yeah. a company that can there's, do there's, it. There's a good chance that, that if you're driving down the road and you see something being built out of steel, it's probably a good chance it's a new core product. I would hope so. Yeah. 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 So Volcraft is a division of new core? Yep. So, so what's Volcraft? What, are, what yep. do you do? Uh, open web steel joists, uh, metal decking, grading, and we've got a product called ReadyCore, uh, which I can get to in a sec. Yeah. But yeah, just joist and deck. Easiest way I can explain it is we go into like a Walmart or a big box retail store and you look up, all of those trusses are our product or you know the, the product we manufacture. Yep. Uh, so we do a lot of big boxes, a lot of retail back in the day, uh, a lot of warehousing, a lot of logistics, but there's a lot of versatility too. So a lot of schools will use our product because it is a, an economical yep. way to build a roof. I specified many, many open joists oh, over the good. years. Glad doing to schools. hear it. Yep. Good, good. Uh, I mean, churches, uh, we've got joists going over pools, healthcare, uh, pretty much any type of building. If you're considering steel as a material, open web joists are going to be a pretty economical option. Yeah. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty, it's a, it's a truss, right? And so um, has there been any innovation, any up, upgrades over the years in terms of open joists? What makes Volcraft open joists different than others? That's a great question. Um, I would say just in the, the operational excellence that we have achieved in probably the past 20 to 30 years, just being super efficient in our shops, building these things as fast and safely and cheaply as possible, um, and then yeah, passing that on to you know, an end owner, essentially. Um, so really being able to optimize our efforts. Uh, being on the sales and engineering side, I can say that we've got a lot of expertise, a lot of design experience that we're happy to you know, 
pump back into the community. And you know, if we can help lay out a building more efficiently and cheaply, we're all for it. Yeah. Because you know we want to help Choice be a good option for the next building. Yeah. What's your specific role? What do you do? So product champion. Right. Uh, right. Superhero. So super- what's the role of the superhero? Uh, still figuring it out a little bit. I've been at it about six months. Uh, so it's uh, internally educating the team. So mm-hmm. 29,000 teammates within Nucor. Uh, Volcraft is probably a couple thousand, if I had to guess. Maybe a little less than that. Uh, but that's a lot of people to keep in the loop of yeah. everything that's going on. All the different things we can do with Joyce or if we've got a new deck profile or new data that can help support something. So really keeping everyone engaged and educated with what's going on in the company so that they can talk about it on architectural podcasts, for example. Yeah, so, yeah. So so what is, what's new at, at Volcraft? Uh, ReadyCore, which I, I mentioned a little bit yep. ago. Core. ReadyCore. What is ReadyCore? Uh, it's a module set in place form system. So it kind of looks like a, like a shipping container that you might see on a truck or a okay. large barge yep. uh, where it's got sort of a, a deck exterior, but it's actually a hollow wall with deck on either side, inside and outside. Concrete gets poured in there. So the advantage is that for buildings that have like a stair core or an elevator core, the on site, they can just stack them up like Lego blocks and they can start building the rest of the building around it. They don't have to wait for concrete to cure. Uh, they can pour that and let it do its thing later. Uh, it's got, so the structural stability is there, and then you add concrete for all the other properties that you need. Exactly. But exactly. it doesn't slow things down because you don't have to form up a, a concrete, reinforced concrete. Exactly. So that, that's a really cool system. We're really yeah. excited to, you know, that's probably in the last year or two, we've really been rolling that out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, joist or joist, deck is deck. Uh, we're, we're always looking at optimizing deck profiles if we can, trying to squeeze a little more strength out of them. So where are you going in the future? Can you share any secrets of what's happening at Volcraft that's coming down the line? Uh, I would say not just Volcraft. Uh, we've got this really cool team in place called the Construction Solutions Team, which some of my counterparts here at the show are a part of. And that, that group is really focused on being that resource to the community. So anything steel related, they've got the expertise. We've got former engineers on staff. We've got former members of um, the Steel Tube uh, uh, Institute, uh, AISC. Uh, we've got environmental engineers who can help with you know, making that building as sustainable as possible. And you know, really just being that resource and helping to make a building happen. Um, so that's kind of the, the future that we see is being that resource, providing that assistance. And then, of course, we've got some proprietary products that we'd love to sell you while we're at it. Uh, yeah. High strength steel, uh, Econic, which is a net zero carbon steel. Uh, so we hope to have more of those types of options available. And if it makes sense, something that could be specified. Yeah, great. Uh, anything that you want to uh, mention before we wrap up? Just to touch briefly, I know uh, in 2020, 2021, lead times got to be a pretty hot yeah, topic. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it, I was on the sales side. I felt like I was constantly trying to stay ahead of what I was being told, and I could pass that on to customers. So it's it's definitely not as bad as it was. 2021 was a crazy ramp up. It's yeah. definitely leveled off now. Uh, on the Bullcraft side, we've added capacity across the country. Uh, so we have 
seven different joist plants and eight deck plants across the country. Uh, we have added enough personnel to basically equal one whole new joist and deck plant uh, as far as capacity. Yeah. So we're really striving to, to keep that reasonable so that you don't have to swap it in or swap joist out for beams or another product. Yeah. So, so, so don't be afraid to specify bullcrap because of lead times. Exactly. Yeah. That's the yeah. one thing I can get out there. That would be the message. All right. Sounds good. Alex, thank you very much for coming by the podcast here. And thank you. Appreciate right. it. Take care. Bye-bye. If you liked this episode of the Entree Architect podcast, please share a rating on your podcast player right now. Go ahead, click five stars. Then write a review and share a link to this special episode with a friend. This episode of the Entree Architect studio, it was brought to you by RCAT, the online resource delivering quality building material information, CAD details, BIM, specifications, and so much more, all for free at RCAT.com. Go check them out, arcat.com. Entree Architect is a member of Gable Media, the largest, most engaged podcast network in the world that's dedicated exclusively to the AEC industry. Listen and subscribe to all the shows at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L media.com. If you offer building products or serve the AEC industry and you want to join me here at the Entree Architect studio, let's connect send me an email at podcast at entrearchitect.com. That's podcast at entrearchitect.com. Thanks for listening to this special episode here at the Entree Architect Studio. I'll be back with our next regular episode of the Entree Architect podcast this Friday. Until then, love, learn, and share what you know. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, we'll buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that <laughs> then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh my the one that God. came out of nowhere. 
It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast. It's a community where dreams meet action. There is a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is going to be a priority. When the job is done, we're going to actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. (laughs) So for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.